everybody. So we are really, really excited. We are here to talk about the last three episodes of the first season of Doctor Who. We're doing our, our Doctor Who rewatch or, or a flashback, whatever, rewind. And uh, this is my first time watching this season. And uh, my friend Jonathan is here to talk it out. Hello. <laughs> yeah. And so these three episodes, they're the ending of the season, the ending of this Doctor. And did you feel like altogether it sort of concluded in a satisfying way? For the most part, yeah. I really liked these episodes, and I especially liked the finale. It's, it's still one of my favorite finales. Mm-hmm. It, I just, I love the characters, and I love the Ninth Doctor, and I loved him in these last few episodes. I thought he was really great. Yeah. yeah I still great. wish he would be a I still wish he would be on the show longer. Yeah, I want him. Nice I want him back. Yeah, it would have been nice to get a couple, couple more seasons with him. It's a bit of a shame, but uh, uh, the first episode that we're going to talk about is called Boomtown, and in this you have the Doctor, Rose, and Jack, which I really like this dynamic with Jack. I wish that that had almost been the whole season. I really like him, and I think it's really fun having the three of them together. Hmm. What do you think of Jack? Yeah, I like him as a character too. And I do wish he would have been in the show a little longer. He will be back. Um, oh, he will. And okay. yeah, he was. Yeah, he he and the Ninth Doctor had. I liked them together. They yeah. were a good pairing. And Rose, of course. Yeah. Um, it would have been nice for them to have a few more episodes, but I'm glad we got what we did. And yeah. I I am glad that he'll be back. And I'm kind of, there's talk like, this is completely speculation, of course. People think that he'll be back later on, like for future episodes that haven't been made yet. And Mm. because he has said that he would like to come back and play the character again, John Barrowman. Mm. So. Yeah, he's really charismatic. He's really fun. So I'd love that. I would really like to see that. And it's just fun to have more dynamics than just uh, the Doctor and Rose, I thought. And uh, is Rose the companion? Oh, sorry. I think it would also be fun, maybe funny, to see what his reaction to a female doctor would be. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, that's true. That would be fun. That's that's very true. It would be be funny. I'd Mm -hmm. like to watch that. Agreed. Yeah, definitely. So is Rose the companion next season or is there a new companion? in season rose is back next season okay yes all right wasn't sure so they end up in cardiff and which i guess is like a a city or something like that in england right in wales wales Wales. that's right wales and they find out that this our favorite characters the slitheine uh is there impersonating margaret blaine uh, which was sort of the kind of mousy looking blonde haired woman of the Slitheine characters. And she has this whole like very convoluted plan that she's going to create this (laughs) nuclear plant that is going to open up a rift in the earth. That I just didn't really, yeah. I appreciated that that was toned way down for this episode. It It was basically only at the very beginning. And then you don't really hear anything more of that. I really liked the the way that Margaret and the doctor played off each other 
Mm-hmm. I really liked their dynamic, and I really liked how how they were written, especially when she has basically been captured and she wants to go out to dinner and she's trying to think of different ways to convince him not to take her back to her home planet. Just the nuances to her dialogue and the doctors are just so great. One of my favorite lines hmm. was from the doctor that because because the Slovene have killed people, Margaret was a real person until she was killed by the Slovene blonde felfosh pathmer Dacelene. Like I said, I had that memorized. <laughs> because she was a real person that had been killed, he, he pointed that out, that she was begging for mercy from a dead woman's lips. And I thought that line was so great. That just gets me every time. That's, that's just brilliant writing to me. I just, huh. I loved this episode. Oh, you did? And yeah. I, I love all three of these. And this one, I would say, is probably the weakest of the final three, but I still really liked this episode. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I This one, I just kind of, it was forgettable for me. Uh, I didn't hate it, but it wasn't my favorite. Uh, I just, I don't know. I'm just not a big fan of these particular aliens, I guess. But it was toned down. You're right. And there was some interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. And I liked the dynamic between Jack and Rose and the doctor and all of that. And they did a really interesting thing at the end. It was very weird. <laughs> so she like looks into the heart of the TARDIS, like, and like it's essence or whatever. I, I was a little confused by that. Like she ends up getting like regressing back into an egg. What was that? It's kind of, I think it's basically a day of sex machina. It's not something that, happens a whole lot other than the last few episodes of this season uh-huh. basically the TARDIS granted her her a wish I guess I don't know she I didn't know the, the TARDIS the could TARDIS. do the stuff TARDIS like that it can't always <laughs> that's, that's why I said it's basically it yeah. basically just the TARDIS technically is alive it can think it has a mind but it doesn't generally communicate like that and it doesn't generally grant people wishes <laughs> like it did for Marcus. yeah turn her back into I an don't egg know. i i mean i kind i kind of did like it but it doesn't make a whole lot of sense <laughs> it's one of those things yeah <laughs> You yeah. just kind of got to go with it, I guess. Fair enough. Fair enough. I don't know. It was just very like, what is happening? <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. I can see why that would be a reaction to a lot of the stuff in this episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so it was fun, but yeah, I'd probably give this one like a, I don't know, like a 6.5 out of 10. I'd probably give it an 8.5. Okay. So let's talk about these next two are basically like a two-parter, even though these, uh, they all kind of feed into each other, like you were saying. So this next one's called Bad Wolf. And these are all written by Russell T. Davies, like you said. And in this one, 
the the doctor rose and jack wake up in like reality tv and game shows which was really funny because uh i don't know it was just it was interesting to see these reality shows the game shows from 2005 and as somebody who really yeah. loves, I mean, I love Survivor. I don't really like Big Brother as much, but it was just sort of fun. And uh, the, <laughs> the, the, so the doctor is in the Big Brother house, which I just found like a really funny thought, like it, what the doctor would do in the Big Brother house. <laughs> like, I don't think the doctor would like being in the Big Brother house very much. No. <laughs> I I loved how they opened these episodes, sticking all three of them into a different game show. Yeah, it was with very creative. No clue as to what was going on. Yeah. And I loved it even more when I realized that they were all real shows. Yeah. Because I didn't yeah. I don't think I really got that the first time I watched it. Yeah. I recognized the weakest link because the weakest link had been brought to America. Yeah. But it I think it took me a watch or two to realize that Big Brother was this was the same show. Because you don't watch the, Big the American Big Brother, I did like for a a minute, like yeah. a decade ago, but it was really different than this. And I think this is based more on the British version, mm -hmm. with a lot more, I don't know, techno-y music yeah. and brighter colors. So I don't think I it clicked the first time I watched it that that, that it was a real show. Mm -hmm. And I I totally didn't recognize the one that Jack was on, which was apparently What Not to Wear, which is a title I've heard, but I've never seen before. It's like a makeover show. But I really, yeah, but I really loved that they were all based very closely on the original show, including down to having the original hosts voice all of the robots that were hosting the shows oh really they all had like a voice filter on them to make them sound robotic but it was all the original hosts from that time period oh, which i thought was really clever and a great little touch yeah that is interesting i didn't realize that because i don't know the uh the what not to wear and big brother hosts in in uk mm -hmm. so that's really fun that's interesting and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not a regular Big Brother watcher. I've watched a couple seasons. It's it's just such a long show that it's harder that compared to Survivor, it's harder for it to keep my interest because Big Brother, it's three episodes a week for like three and a half months. It's a long time. Yeah, then, I'm, yeah, I'm kind of the same way. I'm just not into a lot of reality television. Like I really wanted to get into um, the celebrity dance Oh, yeah. Dancing with the Stars. I really wanted stars. to watch that this season because Lindsay Sterling was on it. And I right. love Lindsay Sterling, but that's yeah. it's too much of a time commitment to watch. <laughs> yeah. And I just didn't get it watched. I watched that show regularly for years, but I finally just reached, I'm like, I'm done. I'm bored with it. I'm done. I, I really didn't like yeah. uh, Ryan Lochte getting on there. I, I just, I just don't like him and so i was i was already just getting kind of bored and so i think it was last year i was just like eh, i'm over it <laughs> i'm weird that way with shows like i don't watch that much tv period but i'll just have like one day where i'm like eh. <laughs> no more i'm done yeah. I, I did that with lost like i watched lost for like uh i don't know three seasons and then i was just kind of like eh, i don't feel like starting a new season <laughs> i'm done uh glee was that way i watched but, glee. i loved glee for like a year and then i was just kind of like oh, i'm bored with it now so i've 
Wonder. I did that by accident. I, I, I was a fan of Glee for like two seasons. And then after like a finale, I didn't get back into it. And it, I just never got back into it. I did that with Once Upon a Time too, by completely by accident. Because I was watching both of those shows and then I just stopped and I haven't picked them up again. Yeah. I, Generally, I don't like doing that. Because yeah. I'm into a show and I want to keep watching. I mean, like I said, I don't but, watch that much. Yeah, happens the next <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, the only ones I've really like held on through uh, was uh, How I Met Your Mother, and that like broke my heart and squashed into a million pieces, and uh, and, <laughs> and stuff that's like less commonly aired. Like I stuck with Sherlock, and you know how that ended for me. So I, I don't have a good <laughs> record <laughs> with these shows. You know, it's, it's best I think if I just uh, I just stop while I'm ahead. I guess. <laughs> I, I finally did that with The Office. I lasted The Office till like season eight, and then I'm like, eh, I'm done. And I'm, it's just almost every show. <laughs> That's why How I Met Your Mother was so special, because I like stuck with it through nine seasons, and then it. <sighs> never forgive them ever but that's for another podcast so okay so the <laughs> so this is so basically there's the each of the different shows there are these different things happening and in the weakest link that the uh, contestants and on big brother the contestants are like disintegrated after they lose and so it's very tense you know we don't know what's happened if they're dead if what's going on rose is on the weakest link and but then we find out that uh the that it's just taking them to this other station known as the game station and uh, they meet up with this other contestant named linda what did you think of linda i really like linda yeah and i am forever disappointed that she was killed in the next episode <laughs> i wanted her to come aboard the tardis and be another companion yeah she was cute it was, yeah, was so heartbreaking yeah i mean i can understand what they did because her and rose kind of fulfills the same archetype in a way yeah. don't you think I, I know why they did it i just i said i don't care i wanted yeah. her to stay <laughs> yeah she was she was a lot of fun she was really cute and so yeah we, we find out that well actually i was wrong so they're not taken to the game station but like when they're disintegrated they're taken like to another place another spot but that's where the jack and the doctor mm. end up us on this game station and yeah and so uh like rose ends up on this planet uh with um daleks and well so it's not a planet it's the dalek ship the oh, right. ship is orbiting the earth and okay. that's where the people who are disintegrated disintegrated go and they're right. basically used as raw material to create new daleks which is super dark right. but yeah that's why that's why the people are being used in the game shows is basically dalek fuel and material yeah it's just kind of a, a an elaborate scheme for uh, getting a uh, more material they at the beginning of this one they had some clips from the uh from the episode with the um oh gosh what's it called the the one with simon Pegg. the long game yeah How yeah did the that long relate? game i was confused because this whole this the whole season finale is basically 
a direct result of that episode. How that so? episode, the way, the way the doctor left things, he basically shut down the news that was going on, the fake news mm-hmm. that was happening. He shut that down, and with nothing to replace it, the Daleks came in and turned it into 24-7 nonstop reality TV and basically turned the people into mindless slaves. Mm. So okay. they were used, this was the same satellite that he had been on before. It had just been turned into the game station. Ah, okay. There we go. That makes sense, I guess. And so, yeah, so they end up, like, all of these Daleks end up starting to invade Earth. And uh, the Doctor and Jack go uh, start to go after to rescue Rose. So that's kind of how it yes. ends. And then we start on the finale, which is called The Parting of the Ways. And in this, uh, the uh, Rose uh, and Rose ends up getting to the game station, and oh, I did that. And uh, they they confront the Dalek Emperor. What did you think of that? I really liked the Dalek Emperor. I thought he was creepy, and I loved his deep, disturbing voice. <laughs> Yeah. And I I don't know, I just thought it was a really great concept, especially the fact that he's basically made himself like their god. And I for some reason I loved the the part where all the Daleks are chanting, "Do not blaspheme! Do not blaspheme!" <laughs> it no, was that was good. That me. was really good. <laughs> yeah and and why did they they're just programmed to hate everybody or and to kill everyone the that, yeah, that's basically the point of their species yes they don't they hate anyone who is not a dalek they want everyone to be a dalek and if you aren't a dalek you have to be eliminated or exterminated as they say or in their case turned into Daleks because they were using human DNA and turning it into Dalek DNA to create more Daleks, which that, that gets into a whole other thing. <laughs> Are they really Daleks then? Which is why they were chanting, do not blaspheme, do not blaspheme, because oh. he was suggesting that they weren't actually Daleks. <laughs> yeah, that was a little over my head. I thought it was funny, but it was a little over my head. <laughs> I was like, what are they talking about? But that makes sense now that you say yeah. that. Some of that stuff, it can take a watch or two to totally have it sink in. And But I've been watching these multiple sure. times for like a decade. So. so what's the Delta Wave? That, that was, was going to be... That was going to be his weapon to destroy the Daleks. He was going to set off this Delta Wave, which is basically some type of shock wave slash incinerator ray that would kill anything in its path. The only problem is it would also kill the inhabitants of Earth. So mm-hmm. if he wiped out the Daleks, he'd also be wiping out humanity at the same time, which is where his big moral dilemma was coming in. <laughs> okay okay 
Well, so he sends Rose back into the TARDIS and he uses the sonic screwdriver to send her away. Yeah, he sends her back home because he 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 knows that this is there's no way that this is going to end well and he doesn't want her to have to deal with it. He wants to deal with it on his own. And I I totally understand that, but I get why Rose is really upset. Mm-hmm. She's basically sat home with Mickey and her mother eating chips while there's this intergalactic war happening a thousand years away or probably yeah. more than a thousand years and she knows that millennia away yeah and she knows that the doctor is is gonna suffer she's very upset and yeah that was good she was very good in those scenes yeah i i really liked all three of them back home like i said at the beginning of this mickey really grew on me mm-hmm. and he's by this point in the series he's really started to grow on me and even more so in the next series because oh, i don't know i just i love they're they're they'll all be back so okay yeah i just i love these characters yeah he was fine i mean i don't know i I'm, i guess i'm not really attached to him yet but he was fine him and his, her uh her mother and there's a really good scene in this where uh she tells her mother that she was there when her father died mm-hmm. and that was touching i thought that that was a good scene yeah that's that's probably one of my favorite scenes between them in this episode yeah it was just it was really great especially when like you pointed out when we watched father's day that she should she should remember that there was this blonde girl there and i really liked that they brought that back and incorporated it yeah so deeply in this episode and made it such an important point me too me too i liked that too and so uh so she ends up finding these uh these words the bad wolf and uh she yeah yeah this this is one of those things where it doesn't make a whole lot of sense if you think about it too much it's one of those time travel paradoxes that yeah you just kind of have to go wanted to go help the doctor and the TARDIS granted that but it basically made her an all-powerful being and she basically calls herself the bad wolf she says that she creates herself and she scatters the words to lead herself to that point to bring her back to the doctor mm-hmm. it's very convoluted yeah, Very time <laughs> and it's something that you just kind of have to go with or it'll break your brain because where did the words bad wolf come from because well, bad wolf is she the, knew about them because isn't bad wolf the name of the corporation that owns the station yes but i kind of got the feeling that she was the one responsible for that Maybe that's the one and only Bad Wolf station that she wasn't responsible for, or Bad Wolf name that she wasn't responsible for. Oh, I see, I see. I don't know. It's yeah. one of those things where you have to either not think about it at all or just move on because it's it doesn't yeah. make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. I think they call it a bootstrap paradox, and that that's actually something that's brought up in future episodes of Doctor Who. There are certain things that they just bring up too many questions like that and you kind of just have to just yeah. go with it. Yeah. 
that makes sense. Yeah, that's just time travel. You have those questions, and it it just yeah. necessity has has problems. But uh, but yeah, but uh, basically, she's able to uh, she's able to go back. Uh, she's able to open the TARDIS, and uh, she uh, is able to return to the doctor and she's able to ki- like kill all these she's kind of the, the superhero at this ending she resurrects jack she's basically yeah she's basically some kind of a deity at this point she has halfway to godlike powers because she instantaneously vaporizes every dalek all around them and resurrects jack and I don't think she even realizes what she's doing. She seems kind of unaware of her own powers. I don't think she has any idea that Jack is still alive. I Actually, I don't mm-hmm. think she even know, knew that he died. I don't know. She just seemed like she was overtaken by the TARDIS and became something else. I don't know. I'm not sure how aware mm-hmm. she was of anything that was going on. So there's this kiss between the doctor and Rose. What, what did you think of that? He was basically, he was removing the TARDIS or the essence of the TARDIS from Rose. He was taking it upon himself because if it stayed in her and she kept these massive powers, it would basically kill her. So he was taking those from her and that is what causes his regeneration. Mm. He took that upon himself and it killed his body, forcing him to regenerate. Mm. Okay, okay. A little bit romantic, don't you think? Or just totally not? It was supposed to be, yes. It was, people wanted, wanted them to be together and that was their solution. Have them have one kiss before he died. Yeah. <laughs> so he regenerates as is he in did they do a christmas special in between one and two or is that yes, later they do that's the okay nope that's that's the next episode is the christmas special is he, he in, is that? in that one eccleston he's in it yes okay no eccleston is not in it is not in it's it. david Tennant. david Tennant. It's okay. david Tennant's first full episode mm. okay so yeah so what did you think of this regeneration how it was handled. I liked it. It was since it's the first regeneration that I can really remember because I I watched the old series somewhat. I only have vague memories of one regeneration, and it wasn't anything like this. I really like how they handle regenerations in the new series. Mm-hmm. In the old series, I haven't seen too many, but it seems like they're all completely different like different things happen, but I really like the effects that they use now, especially like the golden color that it just became kind of a standard thing. And I really like how they do it. And I really like the transitionary effect of the face and the body as it changes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was good. It was moving. I, I liked it. And so I know this was just a really fun set of episodes. I, I really thought it was well done. It was, uh, it was, yeah, I liked the games aspect to it. I liked the humor. 
I liked the little bit of romance thrown in there. I liked Jack. I liked Rose. It just all worked. I thought it was really good. Yeah. There's, these are some of my favorite episodes. I really like them. Yeah. So, I mean, I'd give this one, these set of episodes, I'd give it like a, I mean, I don't love it quite as much as the Christmas Carol one. That was just like so great. But um, I don't know. I'd give it like a nine out of 10. It was really high for me. I think I'd do a 9.5 out of 10. Yeah. It's very close to perfection. Right. Right. Cool. All right. Well, great. Well, this has been really fun talking about the season with you. And so I'm excited to do season uh, two to dive into that. We're going to take a little break over the December and then we'll start up and maybe, maybe that last week of December, we can talk about the Christmas special. That might be fun, but uh, we're going to take well, a little bit gonna, of a break. There's going to be a Christmas. There's going to be the Christmas special for this year. Yeah, that's so true. I don't know if you you'll, <laughs> yeah, you'll this probably want to do that one. Because we'll be covering <laughs> a season because the new season starts in January, right? No, I don't think so. You sure? It starts next year sometime, but I don't, I don't think they've put up a date yet. Oh. They usually have they usually announce the date at the end of the Christmas special. Right. So we should know we should know on Christmas when when it's going to start. Oh, for some reason I was thinking it was it was January, but anyway, uh, we will uh, we'll probably be having maybe two at a certain point we'll be having two Doctor Who podcasts a week because we'll want to be doing the old and the new. So that will be crazy, but we'll, yeah. we'll see how things go. <laughs> yeah. So all right. Well, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and most social media at John J. North. And of course, my YouTube channel. I'm starting a new series for December. I'm doing a Christmas Carol countdown. Yeah. Counting down to Christmas, talking about different Christmas Carol versions. And Rachel's going to be my guest for a week on that show. I think we're going to have a podcast on her channel, too. So if you're interested in a Christmas Carol, you can come check that out. Yeah, definitely check that out. I love Christmas Carol so much. And there's very few versions that I dislike. I I like them all. And so it's, it's going to be, that's going to be real fun for you to do. It's kind of like uh, similar to say you gave 30 students the same writing prompt, you know, like write about an alien, you know, you give them the same writing prompt and then you see, Oh my gosh, they all came up with such different stories. And that's kind of how I feel with Christmas Carol. It's like you give these different people and, you know, some of them using animation, some of them using Muppets, some of them using, you know, really traditional, like, and just to see all these different takes is fascinating to me. So you'll mm-hmm. enjoy that. I had never thought about it like that before, but that really explains why I have such a fascination with all the different versions of Alice in Wonderland or all the yeah. different versions of the Christmas Carol. I just love seeing how different artists put their own spin on things. Yeah. It's just so interesting. Me too. Me too. I really enjoy that too. It's just, uh, and, and yet you rarely, I mean, like I said, there's very, there's a couple I don't like, but, but rarely do they get like so off course that like it doesn't work for me. Like, I don't know. It's just interesting. So Cool. That'll be fun. And you can find me at Smiling LDS Girl on social media and at Rachel's Reviews on iTunes and YouTube. Uh, and uh, so just check that out. I'd love to hear your feedback and your uh, um, your comments. 
And uh, thanks so much. We'll talk to you all soon. See you later.